Um, we move on to a slightly larger project before we go to the smaller ones. Uh, this is Barking. Uh, it's three slab blocks which until, you know, whatever it was, six years ago, sort of marched through this area, creating real problems for the people who lived there. Not just who lived in it, but lived around it. And um, we thought it'd be interesting to see if we could increase the density on the site with two, three story buildings which effectively replicated a ladder or a grid or a ladder of streets which marched this way through the borough down to the railway line. So that's what we did. Our approach is kind of old fashioned in that way. We have quite a conservative approach to urbanism. That's what was there and that's, damn it, that's what we produced. And it's, you know, it turns into three dimensions and as I say, for the most part, a scale which is pretty modest. Uh, there's a very particular part of the site which is at the intersection of a load of streets which sort of come in and the scale was allowed to grow there and the buildings pulled back to create a public space um, at that end of the site, which is that. And you can see how you know, the movement through that area kind of is inscribed in that layout. And um, so a variety, little tenant, this is a, Donnybrook was a relatively expensive project to build. This is a cheaper one. This is sort of 80% of the units are, are social units. Uh, and so we were working with a budget which was more constrained. But still, I think, getting from it a, a, a series of public spaces which are fantastic and some houses which have a very strong connection and some homes uh, in, in the form of these little tenement blocks, one flat per floor, which have a very strong connection with the street. You're not having to go through endless corridors and lifts and decks and things like that. The circulation of, of, of that, that part of the city isn't in, the, isn't in corridors, it isn't in decks, it's on the street itself. Yeah? So when you have a big block of flats and there's a cor loads of corridors there, all of the stuff which would, would usually take place on the street is happening up inside the building, people going like that. And I think the chances of people getting to know their neighbours, at least by sight, recognise them, perhaps, as I say, sort of relationships develop, is much, it's much more likely to happen where, the, where those sorts of spaces are, are spaces of the street and not kind of corridors within a building. Build, a bigger building on the square, as I said. And still this sort of arti quite articulated architecture. The other problem with sort of terraced housing is it can be quite monolithic and continuous. And I like, a, I like the idea of a street being monolithic and continuous because it says something about our relationships with each other. But I also like the idea of people expressing their individuality. And so this sort of articulated uh, architecture gives people to, the opportunity to do that in their, on the, around their front doors or in their court, you know, recessed courtyards above. And you know, this is, within the context of a much bigger scheme, this is a classic sort of infill site, because it's a piece of land that was left over by virtue of the sort of the, the streets that we were driving through, and everybody said, "Well, you can't. You know, what on earth are we going to do with that?" And I said, "Look, trust us. Actually, these bits of the build of the project sometimes produce the most interesting solutions because you have to really. There's no, you can't fall back on your sort of." normal expectations of a situation, you have to be resourceful. And so this is a little one-bedroom house. And everyone said, we can't do a one-bedroom house. And he said, why not? Wouldn't you rather live in a little one-bedroom house than a one-bedroom flat? Um, and so we did it, and somebody lives there very happily with a little back courtyard. <laughs> 